0: Welcome to Figuring Out Families, where we talk about the issues facing families today. This is our second episode in series two. In this episode, we talk to marriage counsellor Derek Boylan about the types of issues confronting couples and tips on how they can have a stable and loving relationship. Enjoy the episode. Our guest today is a marriage counsellor and director for the Centre for Life, Marriage and Family in Western Australia. He's with us to talk about a mentoring program, Ministry to the Newly Married, which is aimed at newly married couples. He and his wife, Karen, have eight children and share their home with two dogs and one cat. Welcome, Derek Boylan. Thank you, uh,
1: David. It's, uh, it's good to be here. We, uh... uh that. Sorry, keep going. No, I was going to say yes. Uh, we definitely have eight children, and uh, seven of them are sons, and one daughter. So she's right in the middle, with three uh, big brothers at one end and four little brothers at the other end. So it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a chaotic household uh, a lot of the
0: time. Yeah. But, uh, I bet it is. It's sort of the Brady Bunch by three times. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. I sort of uh, I always sort of think it's a funny little. Um, Sort of social experiment, you know, in, in an age where there's lots of interesting ideas about, um, you know, sexuality and uh, and all those sorts of things, and uh, and to see our little girl growing up in a house full of lightsabers and Batman costumes <laughs> and uh, discussions around which Avenger superpower is the best one to have, it's always sort of interesting to see how she still likes princesses and ballet and uh, fairies and all of those <laughs> sort
0: of things. So it's, uh, Fair enough. It's an interesting little house to microcosm. Of course. Uh, what ages do they range uh, from, uh, Derek?
1: Yeah, our oldest has just turned eighteen, so just a couple of weeks ago, and our youngest is about twenty months old. So uh, he's a little tiny wow. bubble mica. So uh, it's uh, um, it's it's very busy, but it's uh, it's rich and it's good. It's um, and I'm it's sure. interesting to see how. Um, how the younger ones sometimes bring out the best in our moody teenage boys at times and uh, and I'm sure they'll do the same for him when he reaches uh, you know, that age as well. So,
0: hmm. I'm sure. I imagine the older uh, children tend to look after the younger ones too.
1: Oh, they're fantastic. They are great and they're, they're very patient with their little brother who will often sort of, uh, you know, toddle into their room and, uh, and take their things and pinch their stuff, and, uh, but they have a lot of patience. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a real well, blessing actually to see that dynamic, you know, in terms of the oldest ones and the little ones and, uh, and their interaction and the way that they respond to each other's needs.
0: I'm sure it would be birthdays and Christmas would be uh, interesting times too, I imagine.
1: Oh, yes, yes. We usually host uh, Christmas up at our place and uh, we have uh, about uh, five acres of bush on our um, properties so sort of, it's uh, located where we live. And uh, so we usually host Christmas up at our place. That way all the kids can just go and roam and be free and play with toys and, yeah. uh, and the adults can sit around and drink a glass of port and, and enjoy the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that sounds very, very civilised. Well done. <laughs> uh, now, getting on to other things, um, as a marriage counsellor, what do you find fascinating about couples and their relationships?
1: Look, I guess the thing I find the most fascinating about uh working with couples is that you know what um what makes for successful relationships is is nothing like what we see portrayed in the media and uh and i think you know we have a generation of uh, young people growing up and a lot of their uh formation particularly those who come from maybe broken homes families has uh has been what they've sort of seen or perceived or picked up in the media and that actually what builds strong resilient relationships. Looks nothing like what's portrayed on the media. Um, I did uh, come across an interesting post from a young woman just recently on Facebook, and she was in a she's in a, uh, in a new relationship, and they've been together for about six or seven months. And she sort of said, "We haven't had any, you know. I know that this is the one because we haven't had a single argument." And uh, and yet, I guess you know, my experience is certainly arguments can be negative; they can be toxic and, and hurtful in relationships. But actually, sure. sometimes, you know, some of the best growth in relationships comes out of tough conversations, awkward conversations that, you know, in which we really start to encounter the real person and their hopes and their dreams and their goals and their expectations. And they encounter those things about us. And, uh, and as uh, as we have those tough conversations, our relationship grows, you know, <laughs> moving to a place where we start to love the other person for who they really are, what's and all and mistakes and all. And we become, a, I guess, for them in that relationship and encounter of God's love. You know that uh, the sure. of unconditional love. So yeah. it is. Uh, it is such an interesting area to work in because it's it's lovely to be able to to challenge couples and support couples as they develop those skills and and um, come to new awarenesses and understandings about their relationship and and, and hopefully take their relationships deeper. The counselling work I love because you just have two people who are who are struggling but they want to do better. You know, they want their relationship to someone yeah. to be stronger and they're looking for help. And I sort of think, well, as, as long as they're fighting for something better, they have a chance of getting it, you know, of, uh, of finding that. And if I can uh, support the couple and walk with them and help them to, to discover those things, um, yeah, so it's a real blessing in my life as well. And yeah, also I discover absolutely. a lot about our own marriage, you know, just sometimes when I was right, okay. listening to a couple, sometimes I'll hear a woman express something and I'll just sort of think, Ah, I get it. <laughs> I understand <Yeah>. where Karen's <laughs> coming from. And uh, yep. Karen's my wife and we've been uh, we've been married for 19 years. So we're coming up for our 20th anniversary uh, Wonderful. later this year.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the points you ma- mentioned a short time ago about um, uh, people seeking help, to me that would be a strength, people realising that they can't perhaps do it together and that they need some outside help.
1: Oh, no, I think that's a huge realisation. I think, you know, often... And particularly, I suspect, I don't want to sort of stereotype, but I think for a lot of men, particularly in in marriages, um, they feel that there's sort of a shame or a weakness in asking for help, and yet it's always a strength uh, in any marriage or family to know when to say, you know what, I don't have everything it takes here, I need some support um, to make this work.
0: Yeah, and it's good that uh, services like yours and others are available these days. I mean, in my parents' era, I don't think they knew what a counsellor was. Not that my parents needed it, but I'm sure some of their friends uh, would have loved it if they'd had the opportunity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting with our pre-marriage education work because we often see a lot of couples who who come because their children have done pre marriage education and they had a really great experience and they went away thinking, my mum and dad need this. <laughs> and so yeah. they bring up and they make an appointment and they send their mum and dad along as well. And I right. and good on them, you know, they want to see their parents, you know, succeed as well in marriage.
0: Absolutely. I think everyone wants to succeed in any sort of relationship, whether it be um, a couple or a, a couple and their children or, you know, your siblings. Um, you know, it, it goes beyond just. Couples, I think, relationships and wanting to succeed.
1: That's right. Absolutely. I think so. And, uh, and and helping couples to understand what does success look like? You know, sometimes success doesn't necessarily mean that we don't have arguments, but maybe we learn a new way of having those conversations that's productive.
0: Yeah, and um, learning. And learning. Yeah, yeah. And learning from an argument and then uh, moving forward. I mean, no one's always right and no one's always wrong. Yes, absolutely. Though some people like to think they're always right. But... Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't, help that. can't help that um now we ran a story on ministry to the newly married in the summer issue of the magellan magazine uh how did you get involved uh, in this program it sounds quite fascinating look ministry to the newly married
1: is an extraordinary program
0: and the way that um karen and i first got
1: involved in it uh was really through my work here in that the agency so i worked for the center for life marriage and family here in perth and um and we do pretty much all of the pre-marriage education in the Archdiocese for couples who are engaged to be married. And uh, and one of the things that um, that we know is that about 50% of all divorces in Australia today will occur in the first five years of marriage. And uh, and so at the time we were seeing um, around about 800 couples a year for pre-marriage education, so a lot of couples and knowing that, you know, among those couples, there are couples here who you think this is the one, this is the going to be the marriage that lasts, you know, a lifetime. Yeah. And yet, I know that there's a significant percentage who, um, even within the next, you know, five years, will find themselves really, really struggling in their marriages. Yeah. And and there's lots of research actually on those on what those struggles typically tend to be. So we know that the top three sort of issues that couples tend to argue about most in the first five years of marriage are um, to do with your finances. Uh, intimacy and expression of intimacy, and how they manage their time. You know, it's, it's one marriage, but it's made up of two people who have come with their own unique likes and dislikes and interests and hobbies and friendship groups and families, and how do we work out the balance in all of those sorts of things? Yeah. And, um, and so what we realise is pre education is not enough, you know? I mean, there's lots of really good research on the benefits of pre-marriage education, but we need to really be walking with these couples right throughout those first five years if we can. And uh, and that's when I met uh, Benice and Maury, who brought um, a Boland, who brought ministry to the newly married to Australia, and uh, and they were travelling around Australia at the time, and they just happened to be in Perth as I was really thinking about these things, and they were willing to meet with me and introduce me to their program, and uh, and we thought, you know, this is exactly what we want to see, and it's and it's uh, the format yeah. is really quite different to other programs, and so it's not just offering couples more of the same; it's offering them something that's new and different as well. Um, yeah. So, uh, so that's why we wanted to introduce
0: it and it's been a, a real blessing. Yeah, no, it, it sounds fascinating. I believe newly married couples are adopted out to couples who've been married for at least five to ten years. Perhaps uh, you could expand on that a bit more and uh, other aspects of the program?
1: Yeah, Um well, I guess the way that the program works, and this is why it's a little bit different, it's not like counselling and going to see a counsellor or, or attending a relationship education program or a weekend. The idea of the program is to really try to walk with couples over that five-year period of the first stages of their marriage. And so each year they are given a mentor couple. Uh, we, we refer to them as mentor couples here in Perth, but in other uh, places, I know the Bolands, they're in Canberra, they refer to their couples as adoptive couples. And right. uh, and the idea is that they would have a new mentor or adoptive couple each year. So um, and these are couples who have been married for some time and you know have uh, you know been successful in building their own marriages and have something to sort of contribute. And uh, and so the way that the program works is that those mentor couples will catch up with the newly marrieds four times throughout the the year. And, uh, and, and for, for a meal at a time that's convenient to both the, the couple and the, and the newly married and the mentor couple. And each of those, and we, we, in our home, Karen and I do it over dinner. So we'll invite the couple over for dinner and have dinner with our family and little kids to bed. And we have some time with the, the newly married couple. But some other couples do it over an afternoon tea or they'll catch up on a weekend. And each of those um, meetings has a particular theme that looks at what we know are common difficult challenges in the early stages of marriage. And the idea right. is that the, the mental couples will share with the um, newly marrieds a bit of their own experience and a bit of their own journey and some skills and give them some tools that they can go away and work on uh, in those areas in their own um, in their own marriages, their own uh, relationships. And yep. so over the course of the five years, the newly married couple will get to know five other mentor couples really quite well over a period of a year, and uh, and they'll cover over 20 different themes in marriage, so covering a whole range of different topics and different issues and different challenges that uh, married couples face. We really want to give them a lot of resources um, in a lot of different areas of married life, and we want to introduce them to a, a real network of couples who have strong marriages, who can support them and, and watch Sure.
0: Um, yeah, the themes are worked out uh, beforehand, are they? Yeah, uh, so
1: we the, have set themes yeah. and uh, and the themes really developed around what are the most common issues that sort of show up in the first year of marriage and which ones show up in the second year of marriage, as best as we can sort of like, you know, manage yeah. that, um, over, that uh, over that period of time. And the mentor couples also... Uh, get together as a as a group to workshop those themes as well, and sometimes to you know throughout the year, all the mental couples will get together, and you know if, uh, if a, you know dinner is coming up around communication, and we'll get together and share some of our stories and our experiences and our knowledge, and uh, and what we mm-hmm. found is that it's uh, the mental couples get just as much benefit from the um, right. from the program as the newly married and it really calls them to read that's interesting their own marriage. Yeah. Well, I think it's really calling mental couples to. Um, to the fullness of the sacrament of marriage. I mean, we're given this grace, but the grace really isn't just for us as a married couple. The grace is for us to be able to build up the kingdom of God in the way that we relate to others, to be a witness of God's love through our loving of one another. And so we really want to empower these couples who are great marriages to be more of that, you know, for newly marrieds.
0: Sure, Mm. sure. And the sharing of experiences. I mean, couples who go through issues probably at times think think they're the only ones who are going through those sorts of issues but they're not
1: absolutely that's right they feel like they're they're alone and they're struggling in it and it's uh, and it's great for the newly married to be in the home of another couple you know they see the way that we speak to our kids and they see the way our kids bicker about things at dinner time and um but they also get to experience um you know the way that Karen and I respond to that and the way that we love one another in spite of it and uh and, uh, and of you course. Can see the rosary beads hanging up on the back door of the house and, you know, yeah. that, uh, that faith is actually yeah. a real integrated part of, of
0: family life. Sure, sure. That's unusual. You wouldn't find many homes now with rosary beads hanging up on the Yeah, not so much these days. The today, not man. so much these days. Yeah, yeah. No. Very big. My father, when he passed on, uh, my mother gave me his rosary beads, which I still hold dear to me because they, they were dear to him. Mm. But it is interesting that uh, times have changed in many respects.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think in some areas of the church there's been a, there's a rediscovery of some of those things, you know, the the importance of tradition and even if that means, you know, grace before meals, um, you know, I always encourage couples, you know, sometimes I think they actually really want to talk about issues of faith but they're not sure how to do it in their relationship. They kind of like to be able to have a conversation but it feels a bit strange to say to their spouse, can we talk about God? Um, yeah. So the way I sort of encourage them to do that is, you know what, just say grace before meals. It just keeps a small mm. window, small doorway open to well, that might be a bigger conversation or maybe that's all that they'll say that day. That's yeah. a way of sort of building a tradition where into their family life where faith has a place where we can sort of talk about it if we want to.
0: Yeah, well, it's, a, it's very true. and It's a very simple way of doing it, but it's also a way of acknowledging that you're grateful for what you've got. And mm. there are times where, in Australia especially, we are so lucky and there are so many people in other parts of the world that just don't have the, the food. They don't have one or two meals a day.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, there's, the research is unequivocal families that have meals together are much stronger. You know, that yeah. uh, just that simple act of just sharing a meal once a day um, is very, very important in terms of building connections and relationships.
0: Yep, put away your uh, smartphones, put away your computer games. Mm-hmm. We're going to just talk as a family for an hour. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And share some of the joys of the day, what's happening in each other's lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Getting back to ministry to the newly married, <laughs> how, how successful has it been? Look, it's uh, it's been really successful. I think
1: it's actually one of the, the undiscovered gems in the church. And so it's uh, it's spread. Um throughout uh, throughout Australia now. So it's uh, in Perth, it's operating here in Perth. We're having a little bit of a hiatus here at the minute because our agency has just undergone a, um, uh, an amalgamation with the Respect Life Office and the Marriage Office to form a new entity. And so we've just sort of put that a little bit on hold as we work out um, the new structure here. However, we're hoping to uh, have it you know, running uh, solidly again very shortly. It also exists yep. in Canberra. It's been running in Canberra for many, many years now and uh, also in Brisbane. And I have a feeling uh, at Adelaide as well, um, there's a, yes. a Ministry for the Really Married program running there. And, uh, and I, I know it was running in Melbourne, but I haven't spoken to the coordinator for some time, but uh, I'm assuming that it's probably still uh, underway there. So it had okay. a start in Canberra, but it's spread um just beautifully over time, and mostly through the effort of Benice and Worry, as they've travelled around Australia and visited sure. different offices and places and people who are passionate about supporting marriage and uh, and, and particularly about supporting couples in those early stages, uh, it's just had a sort of a natural way in which it's it's grown. and uh, And we do try to get together when we attend national conferences like the Renaissance of Marriage. We try to uh, all meet and share stories and challenges and successes along the way as well.
0: Lovely. Now, this podcast, as you realise, is about families and helping families. Do you think families today need more assistance? Look, I absolutely think that they do. Um, I, think, uh, I think there's two challenges around
1: that. One is that, um, you know, there is a high rate of, of um, breakdown in marriage and family relationships in our culture today. And what it means is that you have a lot of people who are growing up who have never really seen actually what a strong, healthy marriage demands, what it takes. And what stands out for me is uh, a couple that, um, that I saw uh, a number of um, years ago and uh, for counselling, and they were in the first couple of years of their marriage, and they were struggling a little bit. And, uh, and for her growing up, she, her father had left when she was about three years of age, and her mother never uh, repartnered or, or married, and so, um, so she never knew her father growing up. And, uh, and as they were sharing with me the challenges that they were facing, I thought, you know, these are pretty normal challenges. Like, you know, they had two small yeah. children and they one income and they were trying to make things work and there nothing really unusual to me in what they were sharing. Um, that's not to say it was easy. It was still tough, but there was nothing that was sort of out of the ordinary, very sort of normal, developmental challenges. And mm-hmm. she sat up about halfway through the session with a sudden she just really sat bolt upright and she looks at me and she just said, hang on. She says, hang on. Is this normal? Is what we're going mm. through normal? Like I've just realised I've never seen a marriage. And I think right. it was a real realisation for her, you know, to realise that actually, yep. you know, we're not on the verge of divorce. What we're going through is normal healthy challenges and stages, but she's never really seen what it takes to to persevere through some of those things, you know, as sure. she'd grown up and, and if her parents and stayed married and built a healthy marriage. So I think that's one of the right. challenges is how do we support couples when often they haven't seen healthy marriages in our society today and most of their formations have been through the media or, you know, television, vision, movies. I guess yeah. the other is uh, is we live in a new era when it comes to social media and technology and the way that people communicate. And I think it's uh, there's a challenges there um, unlike any previous generation have uh, had to experience, you know, that... Uh, that we can sort of come home from work and yet still be completely immersed in work and other relationships and friendships and all those sorts of things. And those few hours that we have in the day to actually be together as a couple... Um, which is so important and healthy for couple relationships can easily be given away to work email, Facebook, email,
0: like, yeah, Instagram, yeah. all
1: those other sorts of.
0: I know, <laughs>
1: and uh, and yet that's actually critical time. That's the time that we get as a couple to nurture our relationship.
0: People being human and uh, you know human mm. frailties and human problems, yeah. are, there are a lot of struggles out there. That's the thing.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely, mm. yeah. I had a, uh, an interesting conversation some years ago with uh, uh, We received some government funding. And they um, and they basically said that from now on the the funding can only be used for to to help couples who are bond, to help vulnerable couples, and uh, and I sort of said, well, what what is a vulnerable couple? How do you define a vulnerable couple? And uh, mm. and that became a real sticking point with them because there was no definition of vulnerable couple, and my argument would mm. be that actually every couple is vulnerable. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter how yeah. strong they are. It just takes the loss of a child or the loss of a job, or you know, and uh, and suddenly that relationship can be in a in a you know real yeah. struggle, real. Um, trouble, so uh, so. Actually, every couple are vulnerable. You know, we need to be yeah. sort of supporting
0: every couple and building resilience in every yep. relationship. Sure. So, what what makes a successful marriage? Uh, right. Can I put yes. it as simply as that? Yeah. What makes a successful marriage? <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh,
1: it's a great question, and I think that uh, and it's one I always challenge our newly married couples with because I think there are actually many many things that go into making a healthy marriage you know it takes good communication it takes problem solving it takes ability to talk about feelings and to be vulnerable it takes quality time requires a sense of humor and a spirit of fun (laughs) it uh it takes uh, financial stability and uh, there are there are so many factors and and I guess that's why marriages need regular maintenance you know, they're constantly yeah. changing and growing. I think what makes for a successful marriage is a couple who are intentional about realising that our lives are constantly changing, constantly facing new challenges, and we need to make the most of talking to one another about those things, getting the help that we need when we need it. Um, yeah. And uh, we live in a generation where there is more to support couples than ever before in history, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, I always encourage couples to make the most of that Get everything that you can for your relationship because uh, yeah. because it's out there. There are some social researchers that are actually suggesting now that we could end divorce for those couples who want it. We know enough about actually how to help couple relationships get back on track and how to support them and nurture them that we could end divorce for those couples who, who want it. Okay, But the, but the challenge yep. is wanting it, <laughs> the challenge is looking for sure. help.
0: Yeah, sure. Does it all communication is obviously vital, and you hear that time and time again. Mm-hmm. Is it just about communication, or are there other things that uh, couples can do to uh, help their relationship along? Sure,
1: uh, that's a really great observation uh, there, David. And I'm doing some research at Notre Dame at the moment with couples who've been married for very extended. Periods of time, so at a minimum, fifty-five or more years of marriage. So, if you have listeners who have been married for longer than that, I would love to hear from them.
0: No, but, we do uh, have some readers that have been married longer than that. <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, and one of the one of the things that has stood out for me as I've interviewed these couples around communication is that they led very active lives in their community. So their parish was important to them, or a sporting community was important to them. But they had a, a life that was outside of just their family life. And I think one of the challenges for uh, couples today is that we talk a lot about communication and spending time, quality time together. But when they actually spend time together, all they end up talking about is their kids' behaviour, how much money is in the bank account, <laughs> what would uh-huh. done school. It's not a very rewarding conversation, right? And so no. much easier to go and look at kittens on YouTube, right? <laughs> That's a more yeah. fulfilling experience. So <laughs> the challenge is for them to communicate in a way that builds connection and these couples who were married for these long periods of time, one of the things I've observed with them is that they had other things in their life that they could talk about that they spoke together as a team rather than as opponents on. You know, they could actually come back from a game of tennis and say, what do you think about what Jack was saying or what do you think about, you know, what Mary, you know, had to say about such and such or they went to a, a parish event and they came back and went, oh, you know, it would have been, you know, good if they'd done this at the event and they, and they yeah. had something to talk about that it was fulfilling, that was enriching to them, that wasn't just problem-solving the daily grind of of, um, of day-to-day life. And I think communication is really important and it's really important that they also um, have experiences that bring, you know, one of the things I think a strength of ministry to the newly married is I'm sure every newly married, after they've met with their mental couple on the way home in the car or sometime that week, say, what did you think about what Derek and Karen were saying the other night? You know, would you agree with that? Or, you know, and they had a, a rich conversation afterwards about that experience that connected them and brought them closer to one another.
0: I think okay, important. so the, the the night or the, 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 the program sort of launches couples into other things and thinking perhaps outside the square, if you can put it yeah, that way. Yeah,
1: absolutely, really important, yeah, yeah. But uh, but communication skills is definitely a very important key and being able to actually speak to one another in a way that's respectful um, and uh, and life-giving is, you know, that's, uh, I mean, that's an art to develop. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. What do you think uh, Ministry to the Newly Married can offer that perhaps other programs can't, or do you see it as a supplementary to other programs?
1: I absolutely see it as supplementary to other programs. And as I said, David, I'd recommend couples get everything that's available. There are so many good programs out there. What I think Ministry to the Newly Married Um, offers that's unique at the moment is that mentor relationship, is building up a network of other couples. And it's really great to see these uh, newly married couples as they start to build their families, start to have children and things like that, They've got a whole group of other couples around them who really are walking some of the same journey, the other newly married couples, but also couples who are a bit further down the track, a little bit wiser, have had the experience of raising yeah. kids and and who can sort of uh, give them some advice or some support or help them out or sometimes offer to babysit while they go on a date and, uh, and nurture yeah. the relationship. And I think that the real strength in ministries of newly married is, aside from the content and the the catching up with the couples, is that it really invites these couples into a network of people who are going to support them. You know, we'd, we'd like to think in our culture that, you know, that love will conquer all. If we just love mm. one another enough, we'll overcome all of life's adversities as a couple. But, you know, that's not true. You know, we need other people um, to support us and walk with us. And and it's really interesting that there's a, a secular researcher in the US, Paul Amato, who wrote a book called Married Alone, and, uh, and he was saying one of the biggest challenges in the world today is these couples who marry but are isolated from, a, you know, a, a strong social network that will support their relationship. And I think that what Ministry of Newly Married does is really offers that, you know, aside so from the content and all of that sort of stuff, it offers them a, a support network of people um, who have the kind of marriages that they long for who can help them to achieve that.
0: Okay. Derek, anything else you'd like to highlight? We're almost at the end of the podcast, unfortunately, but anything else you'd like to mention before we sign off?
1: Yeah. Look, I guess, you know, my advice always to couples is that, you know, every relationship needs maintenance you know it's uh whether that's my career whether it's my home whether it's my car every every relationship that i have <laughs> anything at all needs ongoing maintenance and and uh, why would we think that marriage is no different from any of that you know that uh, that all marriages need ongoing maintenance and the research is absolutely unequivocally clear that when couples Take time aside to work on their relationship, to uh, to communicate, to talk about important things, to plan for their futures. Um, you know that actually pays dividends. That really makes a huge difference in those relationships. And so, uh, I always encourage couples. You know, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's a strength and knowing to ask for help. And uh, and just kind of consider that. You know, what what are you doing this year when you set your goals? Your, you know New Year's Day for lose ten kilos yeah. and uh, eat healthier. What are you what are you what goals are you setting for your relationship? Your marriage.
0: Finally, how do people get involved as either a mentor or newlyweds if they're interested in the program?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, the easiest way is to uh, either contact our um, our agency over here in this, uh, the the Centre for Life, Marriage and Family in Perth, or uh, if they uh, look up ministry to the newly married and get in contact with Benice and Murray Boland in Canberra. Uh, Benice and Murray are fantastic and can provide all of the resources, um, everything that they need to be able to uh, to um, conduct ministry to the newly married. And or, or alternatively, if they contact our agency, right? You got a web address or. a... Uh, We're in the process of putting some of those things
0: together. Okay. So, uh, but sure. certainly
1: I'll, I'll follow that up and uh, and if there's a, a link or a description to, to go with the podcast, we can put
0: that in Okay. There. Mm. Great. Derek, eight children. I'm very impressed. Uh, two dogs and a cat. That's even uh, more impressive. Thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome, David. Any time. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. If you have a family issue or want advice on how to make your family the best it can possibly be, you can find answers on the magellan.media website. Go to www.magellan.media/guides. Also, the Magellan magazine, now in its 72nd year, has stories that can help families with their issues. The magazine is available in print, online, and as an app for both Apple and Android devices. If you like the podcast, you can get a lot more by subscribing to the magazine. Go to www.magellan.media to find out more. This has been Figuring Out Families, produced by Magellan Media. I'm David Ahern.